Hello and welcome to post-match reaction to the Hurricanes versus the Crusaders. And these New Zealand derbies never fail to uh, to entertain. In the end, uh, the Hurricanes saw, um, saw saw the Crusaders off 29-19. Uh, it looked like it was going to be much more comfortable at one point, but uh, the Crusaders came back into it, and we ended up playing well past the clock until, of all the players to drop the ball, Bowden Barrett. I mean, come on, his World Player of the Year, and he can't hold on to the ball. <laughs> anyway, sorry, joining me this evening, um, because I've already gone straight into the chat without actually introducing anybody. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving More, a YouTube channel, a podcast, a website, and a Twitter account, bringing you the best in rugby predictions uh, and opinion. And bringing his opinions from Auckland in what we've got to say is a lovely vintage jersey. We have Ashwin. How are you doing, sir? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Been a pretty full-on day, so uh, it was great to sit down, relax, and watch the Hurricanes Crusaders game. It's been a good game. It has been a good game. And uh, it's, wait, what is that circa... 2009, 2009 maybe? I'm, I'm trying to think how yeah, far back like, Yeah, maybe not quite far as back as that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, something around there, though. Not too far off it. <laughs> and joining us for the first time, um, we have our new friend Herman from Phuket. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm staying in Chiang Mai now, by the way. Not oh, Chiang Mai, sorry. I've got it mixed up. There he is. It's all Thailand. Where are you used to live? You told me. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, so, uh, already we have uh, Joshua and uh, Floyd and Pink on the uh, live chat. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Um, suspect pass from Judd didn't help. You're quite right. Barrett was picking it up from round, round by his shoelaces. Um, but um, so, the Crusaders, um, their only loss last year was to the Hurricanes in Wellington uh, on their way to victory uh, in, in Super Rugby. Uh, and apparently, the last time the Crusaders have won in the capital was 2012 that's um that that's that's some run but wasn't the uh wasn't the fi final oh hang on the crusaders haven't played at the hurricanes in a final in wellington have they no no that was uh, that was against the lions was the hurricanes win right right well then that's going back a while but they're it starting is... to become the theme of it isn't it is in fact is that it's very difficult to win your games away very true champion sides uh, and yeah, it's got, uh, that was one of the things that was mentioned early on from the commentators was that your home games are going to be against, especially in the New Zealand Conference, your home games against your conference partners is going to be uh, vitally important in this competition. Uh, and the Hurricanes suddenly turned it on when we all thought they'd be tired from their travel. Yeah, but yeah. we're actually like a, a factor that's often overlooked. When you're coming from Argentina to New Zealand, there is a direct flight from Buenos Aires to Auckland. And it travels at night. And you travel westbound. So it's, I'm not trying to say it's not hard, but it's probably the most easiest travel of all the big travels you have to do in Super Rugby. And I'm sure they all get first class laying down beds. So in fact, yeah, some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, for the younger boys, they might find their beds are, are actually more comfortable than the ones they have at home who, have, who can't actually afford a decent bed. You spot on, Paul. It's actually, it's actually Air New Zealand who produced the line between Buenos Aires and, uh, and Auckland. <laughs> What, what, what's these lay-down beds you guys talk about? What's, what's that about? I, I don't know. I, I'm just sort of squashed up like this with the seat in front of me <laughs> in, in a plane. <laughs> you never played first class, Aiden? This is Ashwin. This is Ashwin. He's using his um, son's um, account because oh, he, he, he can't remember his own password. I can't remember my password for my Google account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call you A from now on. A. Yeah, that'll be safe. <laughs> so anyway, um, the, the the Canes came out of the blocks um, absolutely uh, uh, blazing um, and got themselves a, an early try. Uh, messy line out. Um, they got a bit lucky, really, because they, they the line didn't go didn't go to plan. Eves picked the ball and just nipped through and, and scored. And that was a but um, it was all it was all um, Hurricanes early doors. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with the commentators on Sky. I don't know if the international viewers, uh, listeners, get our Sky commentators, but um, you know, sort of saying that Eves might have knocked it on. It looked like a Crusaders knock on to me into Eves. Eve gathers the ball and crashes over the line. It was a well as a Hurricanes line out gone wrong, <laughs> but it worked out in the end. Um, it absolutely did, and the the Crusaders at that point were giving up early penalties. Allowing the, the Hurricanes to have field position uh, and just go through the go through the, the moves 
and get them the um, and, and and get their and get their points. I'm just going to try and up some volumes because apparently Dusty Pink is a bit too quiet. There we go. Um, so the yeah, and they'll say they were going through the through 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 their through the motions. Crusaders just couldn't get their, their hands on the ball. Um, uh, but and, and gave for another penalty. I was a bit surprised actually to see Jordy Barrett actually step up and try and take one. I mean, is is this a new philosophy? Do you think from the from the Hurricanes to actually take kicks at goal? I guess against Crusaders, you're going to take all points that's on offer. But against other teams, I don't. Not too sure where Hurricanes will go for it. But Crusaders are. Yeah, if there's any point on offer against Crusaders, you better take them. Yeah, I think you've got a good point there, and the fact that they'd received. A few penalties. They'd kicked into the corners. They had they had spent a bit of time on the back of penalties down inside the 22. They hadn't come away with any points. So, I and the fact that it was sort of centre field, although it was a lot and a long way out, I thought it was a not a bad option to go for three. But also, I thought like the first time we tried it, they were 14-0 up. So obviously, we're going to make it like a a free scoring game. Yep. And the second and the second time we took it, we were seven points up. So just to get. To force Crusaders to score two, two scores. Sorry to correct you, but uh, yeah, the, the 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 Bible of notes here says that the actual the first kick was when they were seven nil up um, after ten minutes. He missed it. I was on, uh, about, okay, okay, um, but probably same same school of thought. Yeah. So they, they were only seven nil up at that time. Uh, they 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 got the ball back pretty soon. Um, were bashing away at the line, and then a lovely little line by um, Jordy Barrett. Oh, sorry, no, they weren't bashing away, though. Sorry, it was one of their further out. Lovely, lovely line by Geordie Barrett. Throws a wild inside pass, no-look inside pass, to whoever may be yes. there. <laughs> and um, luckily for him, TJ Perinawa pops up and just uh, uh, pops over. TJ, who doesn't realise that that's Fat Man's Alley and he's not supposed to be there, but he is. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but... Yeah, mm. Sorry, go, Herman. Yeah, TJ Sore got a sure got a nose for how to score a try. What do we sell on TV number forty-five? Super rugby for him. Yeah, it's in the high forties. Yep, no, he's in. Yeah, he's in forty. That was his forty-fifth try. He's very much, as you say, it's uh, he has he, he has a nose for the try line. Uh, he always uh, tries to follow the breaks um, as best he can and pick up those loose balls, which is why they can throw those passes because they know because I, they were trying it over the last two weeks and the players just weren't there. Today, when they when they were throwing them, the support players were there. Um, this wasn't the only one that was done. Um, one of the, uh, later on in the game, uh, we saw a prop of all of all people um, make a break. He obviously knew he wasn't <laughs> going to make it. Um, gets tackled, but as he gets tackled, throws the ball out the back of the hand in the same way that Jordy Barrett did, um, but uh, not quite the same same result as Lam Happy kicked the ball, uh, and he still got the uh, still got made the Crusaders carry the ball over the line and get the twenty two. But you can see that's definitely, even though the fact they haven't been able to handle in the first two games, hasn't stopped their the style of play. And today, uh, it all clicked, uh, and <laughs> to, or it clicked much better in the first half at yeah. least, um, which it hasn't done in the first two weeks. Agreed. The Crusaders then did get to have um, some possession, and they were looking okay, but one of the, their execution tonight wasn't there. Uh, they were getting read too easily, um, and they uh, and, a, and a lovely um, Crockett's um, lo- oh sorry yeah Crockett loose pass. So I know this is this, is, this isn't the interception. So the interception's further down. Um, the Crockett pass uh, went loose. Um, TJ finds Barrett, who runs a lovely line, draws the defender, gives it to Ben Lamb, and boy, that boy's quick. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> All Aucklanders are, mate. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. He's a sevens. He's a sevens rep. Um, so we expected to see that pace. Um, you know, you hear again, uh, again, the Sky commentators, one Jay Marshall. Oh, I didn't know he had that much pace. It's like um, he's been playing sevens for how many years? I, mean, I, I don't know. You are a rugby commentator. Have you not been watching or something? But I knew he had the pace. I was expecting him to take the outside and have a go, and he did. I was impressed because what because I mean two seasons ago he was with the Blues wasn't he from memory? He was. He's always been a um, sort of he, he he's been on the bench sort of and maybe the occasional start sort of thing. Then he went away into the sevens, um, and and was making a good. I I thought basically he was become a sevens player, 
and then he pops up down at the um, Lions, Wellington Lions for NPC and then selected into the Hurricane squad. I think yeah. the old Lions selection was all, all uh, Hurricanes package type thing. Oh, very possible. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Because mm. um, I, so I wasn't at, I wasn't that impressed by Ben Lamb up in up in Auckland. I didn't think he had the. I I, I saw him more of a, as a bashing, or he was used more as a bashing winger than 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 a speedster winger. Winger, which is why yeah. I was surprised by his pace because he was normally used more for his power than for his pace. Uh, and and so to me that was a bit of a, that's not what I not what I associate with him from his time at the Blues. Yeah. And that might just be bad coaching at the Blues. Yes, there wasn't that try like that perfect opportunity for a seventh player like lots and lots and lots of ground and only one guy to beat it looked like a seventh score actually good yeah absolutely agreed on that one actually good good yeah nice description i think yeah the fact is that you've got basically it's 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 sort of like you've got the players coming back um and, and all you're trying to do is just use your pace to just burn them off just yeah you're right just like seven's backfield yeah he, he must be very comfortable from that position now, I'll say my, my, my new favorite person in the world is um, Floyd in pink um, because Floyd in pink uh, has figured out about um, the, uh, the super chat. So if you click on super chat, folks, uh, and you spend some money, it highlights your question and we will talk about it. So Floyd in pink, thank you very much for the five dollars. Um, and um, boys, what are your thoughts on Jack Goodhue? Uh, Floyd says, I think he's earned a look in for an all black spot, solid all rounder. Oh, I think he's got well. He's been on the end of your tour, for, or did he get injured? But he would have gone if he hadn't have been. You know, memories for hazy because I'm getting old. But um, oh, look, look for me, the Crusaders were the Ford Pack and Jack Hood Goodhue tonight. That that was it. So uh, in terms of um, for Pink, Floyd and Pink, absolutely. He's he's um, you know when we talk about our midfield going forward, you know, looking at a a, um, um, a ba Bowden Barrett, a Goodhue, a Rico. It's looking big, strong, and very sort of skillful um, in that sort of centres and type position. And absolutely agree. He's looking at an all-black jersey. Yeah, I agree too. But with the all-black midfield at the moment, is very hard to predict and pick it like coming up to the World Cup. There are so many boys who are like raising their arms and they still haven't like really let one combination. Mm -hmm like play one combination over and over again so it's still very very much up, up in the air i think the all black midfield i mean probably sonny bill has uh steve like him you know you like him a lot <laughs> <laughs> look i mean you know he's get good he's been in the i know he as i said i can't remember if he went on the end of the year tour but he's definitely been in the all black squads um when in the um tri-nations etc he was yeah. bought in when they had some injury concerns etc so he's definitely in the mix um, as you say, there's a bit of a logjam starting to occur, which is fantastic because, you know, if Sonny Bill does make it to the next World Cup, he won't, he, he'll probably retire shortly after that or go do another boxing match or something after that. So um, the opportunities for Jack aren't far away. And this is like, it's looking pretty exciting for that midfield. It is. But if, okay, if we run through the, the, the people we're talking about here, we're talking about Sonny Bill Williams, Crotty, Lau Mappe, uh, who have all been in there. Anton Leonard Brown is the other person, and yeah, then Brown, yeah. um, now those first three I've mentioned are all twelves essentially. Um, sure, Crotty can play thirteen, cool. but they're all twelves. Anton Leonard Brown is more of a thirteen, but I think after his breakthrough season, people has been a bit. He needs a good season this season. Last season he was a bit a bit quieter, um, and Jack Goodhue is is naturally I think more a thirteen than a twelve, mm. and that's what I think the All Blacks are missing. I think they're missing a thirteen. Uh, they've got plenty of 12s, but they don't seem to have, any, have, any, have many 13s coming through at the moment. So, uh, yep. yes, absolutely. I think he's, uh, he, um, all black jerseys are going to come his way. I mean, the point I made here, we obviously, uh, we lost Ryan Crossy early in the piece, so he had to reshuffle yeah. the, the, the back line. Uh, and, and good, you had to step in. Missing, um, uh, I've gone blank, Moanga. Yep. Um, and having Hunt in there, uh, Crossy was supposed to be the stabilizing, responsible player there. Blue in the back line. In the back line. With Crotty lost, Goodhue stepped up. And I thought, I mean, my, my notes down here, Goodhue played, um, playing well in place of Crotty, taking responsibility. And that's what I see him, saw him doing, was going, right, uh, this we've, 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 we've broken down here. Someone needs to grab this ball and take it forwards. And he did that. I mean, he ran seven times. He only passed it three times. So he wasn't, didn't really use Tamanivalu um, outside him. 
much. I mean, perhaps I would have liked to have seen him do a bit more of that, but I think the Hurricanes' rush defence didn't really allow him to do that. Um, I was just going to say that rush defence, I think, was basically shutting down the outsides. And so Jack Goodhue was actually making... He was finding gaps and holes. He was, he's got this sort of weird jinking sort of at the line where he seems to be able to go backwards and then find a gap and go forward sort of thing and make an extra sort of that two, three metres that gets the Crusaders going forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he actually filled in at 12 really well and gave them go forward. Absolutely. It's, not, it's also a player that I, would, that, that, that I associate with pace and with jinkiness rather than with power, but he, is, but he was pretty powerful tonight. Um, and at 35, uh, 35 metres run, he was the second highest ball carrier for the, um, for the Crusaders uh, this evening. So, yeah, great play. If I may add about Goodhue, what, what's going to help him, of course, is like most of the real rivals of the Oldbacks are playing rush defense. So that he's showing, if he can show night after night that he's good against rush defense, they're definitely going to help him in the Oldback picture. Yep. Absolutely. And the other player that was playing well, I think we should we'll go on to this now, is the um, is Matteo Lelli. When we, when we saw, um, uh, uh, I've gone blank again, dear me, names, it's, uh, this doesn't help. When, when we saw Quaddy going off, I thought that would be that um, Mattielli coming on, uh, being a winger, um, not such a, a well-known name, but make, having, a, having a really good season this season. Um, he, uh, he, got, got, he was the... Uh, Collected a kick. A couple of phases later, Taylor makes a break um, down the line, gives it to Mattielli. Still plenty of work to do, and carries about four players over the line and scores. That was a. I, I thought well, he he was having a, a good game at that, um, in the first half. It was a really strange period try that one in terms of period of play with that try because the the, the, the Hurricanes actually fell off the defensive line in that that passage was really poor. It was really strange because they've been coming up, they've been making the tackles, and all of a sudden. Miss a couple of tackles, and it just shows with those Crusaders, you miss a tackle and they will hurt you, and that's what happened exactly. Cody Taylor breaks, I think it was Chris Eve's tackle, um, and then somebody makes a despairing dive at him, passes off to Mattielli, and he goes basically through about four players, Bowden Barrett yeah. being one of them. Yep. I, um, actually, Professor Procrastinator, um, if you pay attention to the games, he's, he's become the same type of player as Crossy is. I think he's talking about good you there. Um, but um, right. so the um, but yeah, no, Mattielli, I say, I, I thought had a good game, um, and you say, you say, got th they missed a couple of tackles there, and one of the th one of the th one of the themes that's been going that I've been noticing amongst a lot of these games has been how how few tackles have been, oh, sorry, how many tackles have been missed, missed, yeah. Um, but tonight the Hurricanes uh, made sixty nine out of eighty one, so it's eighty five percent of their tackles. That's a decent ratio. Yep. The um, Crusaders not quite so good at seventy eight, but still. We've been seeing a lot of games where we've seen low th low seventies, and some teams even as low in, in, into the sixties this season, which has been appalling. Tonight, that wasn't such an issue. The the, the tackling was actually pretty. The defenses were pretty good. Were, were very good tonight. Yeah, but but don't you reckon that this missed miss tackle stats that are going up is uh, could be correlated to that? Much more team playing rush defense. There's an element of that. Uh, there's an element of that, but you. you I understand this idea that if you rush up and you get a hit on but miss the tackle, you slow down and break down the play. But still, if four out of every ten of your tackles is one of those, you're in trouble. Um, you know, I mean, um, Look, I, and, it, and it depends on the calibre of the opposition you play. I mean, you know, uh, hard for me to talk about, but you, you go back a week and it's that the Chiefs, as, as we talked about, missed a massive amount of tackles against the Blues, but it didn't hurt them because the Chiefs, uh, sorry, the Blues couldn't, um, take advantage of it. If 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 the Hurricanes tonight had had a seventy percent tackle ratio, the Crusaders would have hurt them. So you got to be careful about you know um, if your tackle ratio is down and who it's against. Yeah, but I saw an interesting stat about Crusaders from the first two games. They missed like seventy three tackles, and still they blow both opponents off the park. <laughs> I'm still thinking we're searching for the true answer here. What's, what's yeah. <clears throat> well, you could add another 19 tackles to that tonight. Um, but definitely, yeah. yeah I mean, they're, they're, so they're, they're, they're tackling definitely improved tonight um, on, on that, which is. Um, but uh, the. So after that Mattiali tackle, the Crusaders couldn't um, basically couldn't clear their the, the, the restart, got charged down. 
uh, and an easy an easy try, a very soft try to the uh, to, to the to the Canes, which basically killed the game off really at that point. Being twenty one points behind, really was that that that, that was game game over, wasn't it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was I was very curious to see this because in the, both of the first games against uh, the Sheets were really good. We got like pretty soft leads there. They got like soft tries for free almost, and got a like, big lead and can play can play on that lead for the rest of the game. I wonder how we're going to react if someone puts the same kind of lead on them, which happened today. But fair play to them. They were pretty close coming back. But it, as you say, Paul, it was always going to be a stretch to, to catch up 21 points against a really good Hurricane team. Look, in, in, in that try, I mean, it'll, sort of a point I wanted to make before when we're talking about Jack Goodhue as well, in terms of the fact that Jack Goodhue comes on and moves into 12. He plays a good game himself. But what was missing with Crotty not being there was the calming influence on Mitch Hunt. Um, you know, and, and that sort of like, you know, some someone in Mitch Hunt's ear, an experienced voice in Mitch Hunt's ear to sort of calm him, to get him doing the right things, to get him into the right part of the field. And I, I think that's... You know, and you've got a Bryn Hall who, I mean, you know, he's a good halfback, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you, you, when you've lost that glue on Crotty, it's like, yeah, that's that. I think that, that impacted on the Crusaders more than what really sort of like showed up in the game. Yeah, and also, you're also losing Whitelock as well. You're losing your forward leader and your backs leader uh, within the space of about five minutes really did disrupt the, the Crusaders. It took them a, a while to get over that. Uh, I, I think because uh, the backline and the forward pack both made non-crusader-like errors once they lost Cro uh, Crotty and Whitelock, and you sort of feel that those two there, and they don't make those sorts of errors. Um, possibly not. The, the the with having that um, yeah, having that leadership there to to you say to, to to marry it all together. Um, but as you, as we said, they did come back. They got the the line out. The lineup will try just before half time, uh, and that probably should have given given us a head, heads up as to what was going to happen for most of the second half. Really, and they actually nailed that yeah. one. Both sides had failed to do that up until that point. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's it, it became pretty obvious. As I said to me, there's uh, that game became the Crusaders forward pack and Jack Goodhue. and um, you know, the silly thing for my mind was that the Hurricanes should have. Obviously, the coaches had worked it out, and the players should have realised, and so they should have been really cautious about not giving away penalties because that was only, that was the only thing that was going to keep the Crusaders in the game or give them the chance was to give them the penalties. They kick into the corners and they get the driving walls going. Don't give away the penalties; they weren't going anywhere. They were, and the reason I backed the Hurricanes prior to this game, and I only backed them by three points, not by not by the ten, was. The, their defence against Haguaras. They, they, they shut the Haguaras out um, and I thought that their defence would be strong again today and it was strong again tonight. And as you say, the 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 uh, the, the, Hurricane, the, the Crusaders really weren't um, breaking the line too often. Uh, we got five clean breaks, but um, but to me, that's... I can't... Uh, the, most of those had someone who covered it and closed it down afterwards. It was very rare they got a clean break and then were able to continue through uh, and, and finish it off. So... To me, that was um, that's what we saw tonight. As you say, they they they, they got that lineup more going well uh, just for half time. It was a long way out as well, um, but some of the some of the, some of the half time stats: the meters made three hundred twenty one for the Hurricanes, one hundred seventy two for the Crusaders. Runs made fifty nine for the Hurricanes, forty two for the Crusaders. So they yes, they made less runs, but they didn't make half as many runs, but they made half as many meters. So. There were definitely crusaders weren't being that effective on attack tonight. No, I think as it, as as we've alluded to, they basically had it one dimensional in their attack, really. And but isn't isn't Hurricane's defense generally a little bit underrated? Like we because they have so much rest among their backs, we tend to not really appreciate how good their attack is actually. The um. No, you're right. The the and and that's what really won them the uh, the, the the championship a couple of um, a couple of seasons ago was that they were uh, was was their defence had stepped up. They've they've always had um, quality backs, and that back line is um, 
is is fantastic. The uh, and on attack, and we've always had players like Corey Jane um, and uh, Nonu and stuff who can break the line, can uh, can, uh, can can score points. But it's when they tightened up their defence that suddenly they became a champion team. Champion championship team yeah. <laughs> a chocolate getting, chip team <laughs> it's getting late um, a chocolate chip team um and, all that stuff. Um, and as you're saying uh, i don't reply to our comments i'm sorry i'm talking to two people on the screen and i've got comments zooming past there's only so much i can actually uh, i can actually pay attention to so no i'm sorry i, I won't i don't pick up on every single comments but um, as floyd says super chat comments i will definitely pick up on so um they yeah as you say that's what happened the second half really just became very bitty. Uh, we had the, neither side got into any kind of flow uh, of, of play. Um, a lot of the uh, a, lo a lot of the play, a, lo a lot of penalties in that second half. It just seemed to be penalty kick. Um, hopefully, you win your you win your line out. But the Crusaders, uncharacteristically, lost um, three lineouts tonight, um, and they gave up. Oh, the Hurricanes had twelve scrums, which shows you that the, 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 the Crusaders just couldn't hold on to the ball tonight. They were just doing far too, far too many knock-ons. And if you can't win your set piece and you're knocking the ball on, you, you, you fight, you're basically trying to swim against, against the tide. I think when you look at the smallest board of rugby that we've had to enjoy, um, and, and you conclude the South African conference um, within this as well, that second half would sort of like be a real flat half. If it, if it wasn't for the quality of rugby that we've been seeing already this season... Um, that second half probably would have been okay. But in context of all the other rugby that we've been watching already this year, it was like, hmm, where's my bowl, my of, bowl ice of ice cream? cream. <laughs> 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 oh, dear me. Because, no, I mean, the only, the only time we actually did get a, um, get, get a try was from the, the Crusaders. And, again, they, they were bashing away forever ignoring a lovely overlap out yep. wide on the right uh, and okay they eventually went and got went went and um, put it got against, the post. against the post but they made such hard work of it and you just don't expect that from uh from from, from from the crusaders or from any of the new zealand sides or apart from blues um the, <laughs> any of the new zealand sides really let's be honest you cut me dream shriek <laughs> 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 Got I'm a Blues fan as well. Uh, <laughs> now you're right, though. I mean, like, um, yep. Go, human. I know. To me, the second half looked more like they were negating each other. Both teams. They were like very, very, very aware where other teams' strength were, and they put a lot of effort into negate each other. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They basically cancelled each other out in the second half. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I mean, the Hurricanes knew that they had to muscle up in the forwards. They're doing their best. And they did very well, obviously, as Paul stats with the 85% of tackle rates went. But that's what they saw. They had to muscle up um, against the Crusaders forward pack, and that's what they did. They forced the Crusaders forward pack into those areas that created the knock-ons. They got the Hurricanes the scrums to clear their line, which I didn't think they actually cleared their lines too well. But that's another story. Yeah, kicking from both sides was was particularly poor this poor this um, poor this evening. I think. Yeah, as I said before, to the Crusader being a champion side, I mean, if you have a chance to beat them, it would be really stupid to go for wrestle wrestle against Crusaders if you have a ten point lead or fourteen point lead. Better try to negate them as much as possible because this win is going to be huge probably in the in the ladder at the end of the season. I think this this win is going to be huge for the Hurricanes' confidence as well, that too, because that too. The, the whilst they they they, they beat the Hankuaris comfortably, there were a lot of balls going to ground. There were a lot of plays that just weren't happening. It, was, it just it all wasn't quite working. Tonight, for the first twenty six minutes, it worked. After that, it didn't. They they made maybe they went into their shell a bit. Maybe they decided they were actually like let's just. That let, we've got the lead now. Let's sit in it and make them play from the other end of the pitch. Uh, and, and I think that's what a lot of the deep kicking was about. Was uh, they didn't put it, didn't put, didn't put the ball off the park because uh, they know the Crusaders are supposed to have a good line out, and they also know that they've got a good kick chase. So let's kick it deep, make them make them run, make make, make them score from a long way out, 
and that's what the, the they, they try to do in that second half i think more from from, from, from the hurricanes which is a bit disappointing uh, to see them shut up shop so quite so early uh yeah from for me um the the, the clock start i mean we had that um the, the, I mean, the last score of the game was that penalty from, from Jordy Barrett. That was on 66 minutes. So there was still a quarter of an hour. I mean, they'd already been playing territory and trying to shut up shop uh, with with like a quarter of the game left at least. Uh, they were playing territory. I was really surprised, though, because they were playing territory, but their kicks were shallow kicks. You know, the Crusaders really did not look like they were going to break the line, apart from Mattielli. They did not look like they were breaking the line at any stage. I really thought they would have put deeper kicks in and had a better kick chase and gone um, with a defensive line up further up the field. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they were actually putting... I thought the Hurricanes were putting themselves under pressure with those shallow kicks. The um, Yes, they were They were putting themselves under... Um, under, uh, under 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 undue pressure. Um, sorry, I guys, for a quick chat. I'm just going to sort something out in the um, in the in the live chat. The um... <laughs> uh, can I do a question with Mr. A? Go yes, for sir. it, mate. Go for it. All right. I mean, I one thing I noticed, like you see Ryan Crofty when he was taken off today. It seems like this is getting to his head mentally too you know oh he look cannot, he can he's, he's a fucking dead, sorry for devastated <laughs> hey um uh no look i was actually um meaning to make that point when way way back when we talked about it too absolutely 100 percent on there you, you know there's a lot of players now that we've seen now that have had um uh continual concussions that you know they've got to come to a point where they sort of say oh is it worth me risking my future to carry on playing rugby crotty's had a lot of concussion issues now i think he spent a lot of um big chunk of last year out with concussion um i, I could be wrong on that but I, I think he did um so that's a big concern because that wasn't a little concussion it wasn't just a small head knock sort of along the sam whitelock lines which then it looked a bit more innocuous crotty's was definitely Big, big, big contact, big concussion, and you can see from that you'd expect them to be out for about three weeks. I'd suggest this with with, with the, his history as well, because he's got history. So it won't be a case of oh yeah, yeah he's passed his concussion test. They're going to look at he may pass his concussion test later on this week, but they're also going to look at hang on, you've got a history of concussion. We're not going to risk you straight back in, even though I've got a big net game next week against um, the Highlanders. I nearly said Otago, but against the Highlanders. Another thing I want to add about from the old back picture is uh, I mean Crossy is probably the best midfielder in the New Zealand rugby. But can you like build your team around a guy that is so prone to get here uh, to uh, get injured and get head Use the term glass. Basically, he's getting to the he's getting to the point where he's glass. Um, but you're right. It's it's. I suppose you know as an All Blacks as All Blacks selector, you're going to be going, hey, look, we need him there, and you're going to try and as much as you can get him there. But it's starting to become a question of will he be available and when will he be available. I think we might see what happens. I mean, so Charlie Nartai, for example, has been put to fullback to try and keep him um, have have less less of these sort of situations. Um, we might see Crotty played more at thirteen rather than twelve, so he doesn't have to carry into traffic as much. Um, so do the hit ups. Uh, and do the hit ups. So we might see that kind of um, that, that that kind of piece there. Um, Naholo in the same category too. Um, I don't think Naholo gets um, has had that many uh, that, that many um, concussions. No, I don't think so. Um, he has leg injuries because his muscles are too powerful and they just rip themselves off the bone. Well, You've got, um, you got that much muscle on a leg. Something's got to go wrong, eh? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's the... that's so. But you're right. But you could have said the same thing about Dan Carter and they, they, they nursed him through and then he had a great World Cup uh, in 2015 and um, that, was, uh, that, that, that was part of the... Uh, I suppose the, the, the thing... The thing there is that with Carter, it was around his leg. Um, when it comes to your head, it becomes a different ball game a bit, I feel. And the fact is that they're really starting to take it more seriously. Um, obviously, some teams do more than others, but you, you know, you're starting to see it being taken a lot more seriously in terms of the long-term effects of on a player of um, concussion. We are. And I, I, I think World Rugby has gone and missed a, uh, missed a big trick. Uh, so... 
they brought in the new rules at the beginning of last year uh, around head high tackles and we've, we've seen that but that defends or that that protects sorry that protects the, the ball carrier the attacker yep the attacker what we're seeing is and what their research showed was that something like 60 to somewhere between 60 70 percent of concussions happen to the tackler yeah. yep. and it's me uh, and it's happened again today we've had yep. the both both crotty and whitelock have gone off uh, have, have been defenders. Uh, the tacklers have been defending at the time so the whilst you can't judge too much from one game and just two um and just two uh two two head knocks you can see the um yeah, we, it's, yeah, the, the stats are saying we need to look after the the, the, the defending player more, and I, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, and I think that they that they, that's where we need to be looking at is how do we protect the tackling player because that's the person that's getting injured at the moment. Things like leading with the forearm, I think, should be uh, needs needs to be needs to be outlawed. And lots of the shoving. Sorry for those of you on, on who are listening to the podcast, you won't understand. You won't see what I'm doing, but basically shoving with your arms as you go into contact. Um, I think those sort of things need to be made uh, illegal because I think they, you're catching defenders with those as well. You, you might pick up a bit there, but I think a lot of those, a lot of concussions are actually happening. Your own teammates are hitting you. You know, Crotty was a good one today. Crotty was a head clash with his own teammate. I haven't actually seen the replay of the Whitelock one, so I haven't seen how he got concussed. But I, I see a lot of the concussions actually happening when you're making. In that defensive situation, as a defender, as a tackler, but from contact with your own teammate who's also in the in the tackle. So the other oh, one going high, one going low, um, <laughs> and the guy going low is coughing. That that's right. Yes. <laughs> Don't you reckon, Paul? There must be some responsibility on the tackler too. I mean, it's your own body, it's your head, and you have a choice where you want to put it. Yeah, tackle technique. Yeah. It is, and there was one tackle today where he, uh, where, where he got pinged for for no arms, um, for the prop, and and the props yep. like uh, was going, what did I do wrong? Like, mate, you practically laid down in front of him. You were looking, you were looking away from the player when he made contact with you. Your head was in front of him. You put yourself in all sorts of danger there, um, and, and whether you should be penalised for not looking after yourself. As much as no no arms in the in the tackle in that situation. Yeah, that, well, that used to be a crotty issue actually. Is that the his tackle technique? And I know that they worked on it. Is the fact is that he used to put his head instead of. It's hard to I suppose describe it, but I mean, like he was putting his head in the front of the attacker instead of to the side with and leading with the shoulder and arm because you have to have the arm and the other you're penalised. But he was lead he was leading with the wrong shoulder, so his head ended up in front of the attacker. And it's just all wrong. And I, I think they worked on it for Crotty. And in what you've alluded to, Paul, with um, I think it was the Chris Eves incident, this is like, again, a, a defender, poor technique and getting in the wrong body position to make the tackle and actually endangering himself. The, yeah, absolutely. And the, that's uh, Lee Halfpenny is another one that's famous for that up in the Northern Hemisphere uh, as, as the, the Welsh fullback. Yes, he stops the, um, he stops the player. But uh, but at the same time, he puts his head, he gets his head in the wrong place and gets himself yeah concussed. And wearing a and, and a full when you whenever you see a fullback wearing a scrum cap, you've got to say this guy doesn't really understand um, how to look after his head properly. <laughs> um, cool. I think I've covered just about everything. Um, I wanted to actually the one one actually one one in here that that, that did surprise me was actually um, Scott Barrett. Picking up, uh, giving away four penalties. He was by far the most penalised, or not not by far, but he was the most penalised player um, in the game. Is 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 that? Yeah, that's that's a trend he's going to have to be careful of uh, if he wants to keep his all black all black um, aspirations. Oh, you know the, the reality is is that's part of the Crusaders game. It's just that Scott Barrett got picked up today four times, but part of their game is to get in there and slow the opposition ball down, and he got pinged today, which was unusual. And he would have been going, oh, what's wrong? I'm a Crusaders. I don't get pinged for penalty. For <laughs> some, some proper Auckland bias coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, all teams try and slow the ball down. Let's, let's, let, let, let's be honest here. Um, but um, to, to, to give away four penalties, I mean, someone like Eves, for example, giving away three penalties, you understand that. You give away penalties at scrum time. Props do get generally get more penalised. 
but uh, no one else gave up or gave away more than two penalties. He clearly didn't listen or didn't learn um, after the first couple as to what the what the umpire was, uh, what the ref- umpire. It's not this isn't this isn't some cricket. What the referee um, and as, as, what pictures the referee was saying um, as, as as that that seems to now be the, be the terminology. The picture I'm seeing is this um, from referees. And the picture he was seeing of, of, of Barrett was all wrong. And he didn't, it took too long to adapt, for my mind. Yeah. And then look, I'll, I'll, you know, now I'll take my Auckland bias hat off. <laughs> and I'll say that I actually thought that the policing of the ruck and the new interpretation of the ruck laws was pretty loose today from the ref. I, I don't think he was consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, the tackler player gets down. As soon as one player's over the top, it's a ruck. And it's just like, well, hang on. Why are you letting those guys with the hands in there? Because there's a there's an attacking player over his own player. It's a ruck. So what are you doing there? The only one I disagreed with was, well, actually, no, he got it right. Was And this was a, um, a, a sore point for me. And this is that, again, Jay Marshall on the commentary when TJ Perinaro um, got the penalty because he, for the Crusaders player, not releasing. And and Jay Marshall going, oh, no, that's a harsh penalty because he's not holding his balance. Well, actually, no, he's over the ball straight away. So if the ball was released, he wouldn't have gone onto one leg or lost his balance, etc. So the penalty was right. And and my my um, issue with the commentators with that is the fact is that there's a lot of people out there that don't understand the laws. And it's yeah. like you've got someone in the commentary team explaining the law wrong. It's, oh, then you go away with a lot of people out there that then carry that on, thinking, "Oh, hang on, that's their inter- that's their interpretation of the law, and it's wrong." I totally agree with you. I mean, it's even worse when you watch the Australian commentators. <laughs> yep, you're talking about Higginbottom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it you cannot find a more clear red <laughs> Absolutely. But there's, yeah, I, and I, th- I think the, the, the well, we're off off on a tangent here. But the 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 TV and the commentators, the TV stations, um, are going, oh no, we're losing uh, people from watching rugby because they're upset with because they've they've come dis- disenfranchised with it. Well, if you guys weren't slagging off rugby yeah. and the structure of it all the time people wouldn't be quite so upset about it so yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're going to slag off rugby as the media and then people are less interested in it because you're slagging it off all the time saying how bad it is funnily enough that's what's going to happen which is why we need people like me and people like yeah. rugby roundup and all these other guys who are just who talk about the positives of rugby and uh, yeah and 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 enjoy the rugby rather than trying to slag off because the game the structure enjoy the game yeah mm. did you see this it was like a perfect example i was like really putting a cross on the roof when i heard it, it was after the uh, england scotland game and uh after I mean, the post show we tried to show but look at me it should, it should really stop and have a penalty here it was uh for the for one of the tries it was uh launchbury who actually had his knee down in the rock but actually got up and got he would try to question it. Was your own guts got in the end today? Yeah, but come on, he's down. How can you try to blame the rest? Justify it. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly the right call, and still we go on about it. And this happens all the time. You're right. And it confuses the audience, and it confuses yeah. people, so then they don't understand the game. Yeah. And it's, it's all happening so quick. Uh, he gets one view of it. He doesn't get, or the referee doesn't get, 25 um, replays in slow mo. Uh, and that's so. Yes, we, he is going to miss things, and that's even, that's fine. Even when we get it right, they get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are always going to be mistakes. There's always. I mean, ref, is there any team sport that's harder to ref than rugby? I don't think so. That's a good point. Yep. I don't think. I mean, I mean, I'm a proper soccer background and so on. And it's, it's not in soccer. You still have players that mo- much more obvious try to cheat, you know, and try do a lot of fluffing. But still, they get way more right in football, way more right calls in football than in rugby. Maybe because the rules are much more simpler, but still. Well, you don't also have a, you don't, you don't have a pile of bodies um, and trying to figure out which arm is attached to which body and which leg is whose leg and uh, who's doing what. Uh, so, uh, yes, players, maybe this is, I've, I had wondered why we 
we were always people or players always wore shorts short sleeves nowadays and we don't see the long sleeve jerseys anymore maybe it's because it gives away what you're doing too easily and so all the players have short sleeves so he just sees skin and he has to guess which player it is and whose arm is whose arm is in there come on paul everybody knows it's global warming Hey, hey, look, I, I, I think you, we'll finish uh, the points, but one thing I wanted to come back to um, was with the Hurricanes. I think, was it last year that they got smashed by the Brumbies in the first game? No, was it the year before? Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, sort of like, so they have got that sort of um, building into it, um, into the season sort of thing. You know, as our favourite Australian commentator, Mr Kearns, smashing them, saying, calling them fat and lazy um, against the Brumbies. And I think, actually, it was the year before because it was the year that they went and won the championship. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a good, so... It's a good yeah, so, sign for Hurricanes that you lose the first game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was also the comment at that point that uh, how unfit and how fat all the uh, I think Kern said yeah with all the yeah all the hurricanes were. Um, and talking about that, um, the talking about unfit players uh, and injuries. Uh, there's been one player you have Ashwin, you've been talking about um, all preseason that you wanted to see, and you got to see him today, if only for about ten minutes towards the end. Yeah, I was hoping he'd come on a bit earlier. I was hoping he'd come on about the twenty minute mark. Um, the only concern I would have had is that you, you, being such a young hooker, you're just sort of wondering how's he going to go on that front row in the scrums. But yeah, really looking forward to it. But um, look, the, so, the, the team, way, we're talking about Amua for anyone who's not. not yeah, so oh, not yeah, I'm, I'm up on Big favourites of mine. Big favourites. Yeah, big, it's just like I've, I was talking him up at the um, before the season started when we were having these um, <laughs> review shows and the like, or preview shows, I should say. I was talking up big time, and then they didn't take him to. Um, uh, South Africa because he wasn't fit enough. <laughs> did you did you see the picture? No. Nope. Uh, released when they said it. I mean, he it it looked like he had a little bit too many burgers during the. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, no, but look, um, he, when he came on today, it was a ball of energy. I thought for that ten minutes. Yeah, but it's a but tough only... ask to come on against the Sabres. Yeah, it's a tough ask to, to, to join actually to get to get up to the pace of the game in that amount of time as well is also a tough ask. Um, but um, having watched uh, um, Pacific Warriors, which is the the documentary about uh, the the island teams and, and things, I think you'll find it's not so much burgers as fried chicken. Fried chicken is the is <laughs> oh, the yeah, um, careful careful dangerous territories. Don't mention fried chicken. <laughs> you don't have to call the police when Kentucky Fried Chicken runs out of chicken. Okay, that's not an emergency. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, just normal in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about Dave, Dave Chappelle, you know the comedian. It's yep. A stand-up comedian called Dave Chappelle. Yep. Yep. He makes a really good. He makes a really good sketch about black people's love of fried chicken. <laughs> He's allowed to. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think we may have diverged slightly away from the game, and perhaps I think we've probably covered everything. What does to say? But generally, uh, uh, to sum it all up, the Hurricanes' uh, backs were were wonderful today. The forwards came out with a lot of um, uh, aggressiveness, early doors, uh, and they. Got them over the game line in that first 26 minutes, which got them the lead that won them the game overall. The Crusaders uh, didn't really look, didn't really uh, play 10 man rugby or maybe 11 man rugby because they played with good hue as well. Uh, but um, uh, the loss of Whitelock and Crotty early doors to head injuries was a big, uh, big problem for them. Um, the uh, Mattielli has, has been, been in his, yes, he did play well out in the wing. He was the, the exception out of all those players. But the Crusaders just dropped too many balls. Um, as, as we saw by the number of scrums that the, the Hurricanes have and their line-out didn't function tonight. Um, and that's yep. basically where the Crusaders then managed to um, uh, manage to go, manage to win uh, that, that, that well, game. To, to summarise, for, for me, to, in summary, um, good night for the Hurricanes, obviously. They did enough to win the, win the um, game. Um, for the Crusaders, it's not a situation where they're going to hit the panic button. It's only one game, but they are going to be there are going to be some concerns about the operation of their backline now without Moanga. Um, obviously, Mitchell Hunt is up there, but 
he doesn't have the experience. And when you've got sort of Bryn Hall and a Mitchell Drummond inside him who aren't, you know, grizzled old veteran halfbacks, um, there will be a little bit of concern there. And I wouldn't be too surprised to see Mike Delaney starting next week. Coming up after this two next week, it's uh, to say to play away against Highlanders. So yep. I, I, the Highlanders fans are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were like desperately unlucky all, all three times last year against Eusebio. Yep. Yeah, and then the um, Sean's suggesting here that maybe Matsulele is weak under the high ball. I don't know. Uh, if anything, next weekend against the Highlanders, he will definitely get tested by that. Yeah. One of the, the, the Highlanders love a contested high ball um, to break up, to, to create, to, to create some. Um, uh, go forward. Not, uh, yeah, not go forward, but also broken play. Which is where yeah, they, yeah. is where they, 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 they attack so well from. Cool. Um, thank you so much for, um, for, for joining me, Herman. This is your obviously your, your, your first time, and we'll have you back. Um, I think plenty of times again. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm sorry, folks, but Herman isn't on Twitter. I know it's a kind of a bit of a strange thing. So he doesn't have a he doesn't have a Twitter account to give you to talk to him outside of these. So you'll just have to wait until he's, ne until he's next on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and going to the other old man in the room, um, Arshin, um, <laughs> why don't you let people know where you can, uh, people can get hold of you during the week? On Twitter at NZFetso, and um, yeah, come and drop some comments in there, and I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, so at Driving Mall on Twitter. Um, obviously, I will keep an eye on the comments below of the recording as well. Um, and if you're listening to the uh, to the podcast, please do don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five star review. Other stars are available, but why would you want to? Um, I will be back again tomorrow after the England, uh, sorry, after the France England game um, at some uh, very early hour in <laughs> New Zealand, and I'll also be back for the Haguares versus the Waratahs. So catch those live live uh, match reactions to those two games um, as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and watching us, and enjoy whatever rugby you're going to be watching.